Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Bucked Up Podcast. If you wouldn't mind hitting the like and subscribe button, we have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Let's get into it. It was at this moment that he knew he bucked up. Now he fucked up! 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 Now you have fucked up! People don't realize how DIY my podcast is, how like literally it just kind of came together. But when it's a self-help podcast and people don't realize that, but I want the self-help to be like, if I can do this and have the experiences I have, then like anyone can do anything really like hundred percent, man. It's clear too. It's like the, what you've kind of gotten moving from just an idea to now, like, especially in the time of the world we were in, it's like really impressive, bro. It's no matter who you're interviewing, it is a self-help like, guide in because they're all doing unique stuff and a lot of it is independent based everything like from what i've seen at least and we were talking about this beforehand but like such a big thing is like reaching out and not being a dickhead about it oh man like reaching (laughs) out like you're not gonna dm kanye west you know what i mean i'm saying that you know hyperbolically but like but there's people who want to help you and there's paths and blueprints to get you there. It's true. You just and it's also being strategic about it because, like we were saying, you know, there's people who make shit move, and then there's people who are just doing the moving up front. Yeah, don't hit the people up like who you see up front because they're busy doing that. But like, there's so many levels to every operation. Like, no matter how small it is, but and you're not gonna jump. Like yeah. people aren't. Gonna, you're not gonna like. You have to go through a certain path. Oh, totally, man. It's so transparent too. Like yeah. when people are reaching out. For anything from a low level up, like you just know what their intentions are right away, unless they keep it real and they're kind of cool about it. Like you opened up for Benny on tour, but it's funny. I was just, you know, traveling with them, going to a couple different dates. And it was mad funny. The people like this is the first time I've been able to be like, I oh, I got an artist staff pass. Yeah, I can right. go whatever. Like, oh, that's fucking cool. With the angles. But people would hit me up like, oh, you think I can get you in? You think yeah. you think you think you can get me in? Like. It's like, no, man, this is the first time I'm getting Bro. it. You think the first step in the door, I'm like, everyone, go, go. Like, Isn't that the funniest thing, man? People just finish your story for you. Like, without yeah. hearing anything, like, oh, because of this, then you must be doing this and, like, involved in this, and you can do this for me. And it's, it's like, uh, yeah. oh, man, I didn't say any of that. Like, I'm still trying to finish my sentence, and they finished the story for you. It's like shit's just opportunities like that's the difference everything is an opportunity it's not a career nothing's guaranteed like mm. you could have a hot, fucking hot month and then just have a cold next six you know it's yeah and that's in any industry what was your first big opportunity in this would you feel in, um, in music i would say connecting with some bigger producers like after kind of i started out just getting beats and you know any kind of production that i could just from like a complete standstill and i met a lot of people locally through that which was really like helpful and encouraging because you have that kind of connection already where they're like wow you're really doing this shit but um i reached well actually i got an email just randomly from this producer loki who is in um production group the chemist create yeah so he reached out to you yeah oh that's um just Uh, like kind of on some like hey if you're looking for beat stuff but it was through honestly instagram ads like if you run ads that's the one thing i always told people like you're gonna get a lot of shit in your dms you know but like check it and follow up with people because we got to talking in email you know it was like he Mm -hmm. emailed me a batch of beats 
And I was just like, oh, I really like these. And I picked one. And instead of being like, yo, what can you do like price wise? You know, at that time, like I didn't even have a job and shit, but I knew he was, you know, he was trying to do business. He's not just like put me on yeah, for yeah. no reason, but he had heard some shit I did. So it was like, all right, I'll fuck with this kid. And I just like wrote, you know, a 16 and just recorded it in video form and just spit it live and sent it back to him. And he was like, honestly, that was fucking fire, man. He's like, I'll work with you on that, like price wise and everything. And, uh, from there, man, you know, that was a huge, like, boat of confidence because he had just, yeah. uh, he had some production on Games album, the 1992 album, like, that just came out at oh, that time. Oh, wow, yeah. And it was, like, the one of the songs I liked the most on it. The, the Juice was the okay, name of the song. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's wild, though. Well, it's wild that you had the courage just to spit it in because I doubt many people would do that. Well, I just figured, like, you see it so much online and even people, like, when they promote themselves, like, on the illest, on the, yeah. like, you got to prove that shit. You do man. have you to gotta be... show it. And also that you're not patching it in because anyone mm. could patch bar for bar and just punch themselves in and make it good. But if you could just spit with the camera in front of you, I was like, at least it'll show like I'm one taking this. Yeah. And, you know, this was quick. Like it was the turnaround too. I got the beat. I was like, I like this. Yo, I'm going to send you something. All right. He didn't expect the video, but he was like, honestly, you only had like feedback too. So it wasn't like, oh, you're on, you know, it gave yeah. me like something to work towards from there. That first verse ended up turning into the last verse on that album. It's like a three verse. It's the only song on the album with the three verse, but it's like the final verse on that album, which I still haven't even dropped. That shit was a long time. Wow. Ago. And um, that was the first thing you sent him. When did that happen? To, maybe 2017. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So we built, it went from like one song with that to um just, he was just like, get a batch, send me a bunch. And I would pick, you know, and try to like throw down and just, it went from like, oh, maybe I'll do a little tape to like, this is like an album with like a concept. And that's why it hasn't come out yet. Okay. You know, the dimensions of music have gone from like drop your album and all that to like single, single, single. And I just feel like what I built with that, it has such like a specific sound. It's really like guitar driven. He had a lot of samples from real musicians. So like it wouldn't do it justice to uh, just put out like singles at a time. So mm -hmm. the album's called Unless and it's kind of like dot, 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 unless. So yeah. it's like, you know, fill in, like you said, like self-help type shit like anything you want to do you know oh you can't do that this won't work out there's no way you know unless unless yeah. So as i was building this that was the first kind of step i had into like not just recording locally in boston but hitting the road like i went to meet him in dc i went down to atlanta i was recording in like in jersey where i'm from and just sort of like building with different um engineers and stuff as well for like a specific goal and said everything was just kind of like for what it was before then it's so funny. I would before if you had told me that story maybe like four months ago, I would have been or maybe long. I'd be like, you haven't dropped like you were sitting on that for yeah. fucking five years. What the hell? I know. But man. then you look at like Conway's God Don't Make Mistakes. That shit took five years to release on some real shit. And he was 40 when his debut album dropped you know it's really so like inspiring I do. to know that shit too because you do put everyone puts a time frame and pressure on themselves in that sense where you're like oh man i'm running at it but like time's just kind of it's just a construct man it seems like really cliche to say yeah. but it really only is what you make it and then you factor in like i kind of had a lot more momentum going with like going and doing some shows before COVID, and then once COVID hit like we were dropping like the beginning of that year like that was when the album was going to drop and it was ready but then I was like, what am I going to do? You know, and then so much stuff happened in between then. And then I got in a good rhythm of dropping singles and like recording out of my apartment instead of going to the studio. So it sort of like changed the frame of it. But it's just um, those songs have been performed live. Like I performed them in Atlanta and D.C., like doing opening sets for people. And do you want like. 
do you go back and change it? Do you leave it the same? I'm probably like- going to remix them, if anything else. Um, He hooked me up with like a really dope engineer and producer too, J-Rob out of DC because Loki's from DC originally. Okay. So he's like kind of like a legend. Shout out DC. There. I was just there for the first it's time dope in a while. Yeah. It's really cool, man. I've done like a couple studio sessions down there and a show at the Howard Theater uh, opening for Benny actually. Oh, that's on, awesome. Like the Plugs I Met tour. So like DC's showing me love and it is a tough place down there for sure. You know what I mean? Like, but I remember going into those studio sessions and being like, damn, it's cool to be here where he's from. You know, he brought me into one of the studios where he was like sort of like, mm-hmm. you know, G at and it was uh, I just put it down. I don't even think those songs are on the album, the ones I did. <laughs> but you definitely like over time, your ear changes like, dude, where I was at spinning those like I was just getting any studio session I could where that's what I mean. Like you've probably changed a lot in those five years. So uh, is it tough to go back and be like, it's weird how you can remember like where you were at mentally, like confidence wise mm-hmm. and just what's going on with like life at the time. And you hear it in your voice almost. But I kind of want to keep it authentic with that. Like I want to mix it different, probably. But I, I think I'm going to keep all the same takes because then I'm just going to keep doing this fucking album forever. You know, I'm probably just going to keep redoing it. Yeah. So I like where it was because that was my mentality. And it's weird. The weirdest shit is when you listen back to stuff that you like proclaimed in your music and then you're doing it, you know, mm. just sort of like triumphant shit that you it was you're just blazing in your fucking apartment, like writing lyrics. Do you have like any examples? Of oh, man, I would have to get back. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But just um, no, but that's cool. I do feel that. And. I just did like not to put you on the spot because I don't think I but I was thinking I was just right. I wrote this on Facebook the other day or maybe yesterday I wrote yesterday. I think I wrote this on Facebook about getting off tour with them and then being like with an ex who was like, you're too obsessed with Griselda. And like the being like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Like thinking about like where you are now, like back then, like I would never, you know what I mean? It's funny you say that, man. Like, yo, yeah. I mean, not to blow anyone's spot up or whatever. Like I got love for everyone who's ever been in my life for sure. But like from one tour opening for many to the next, like I remember getting off stage for one, you know, calling who I was with and, you know, and, and she wasn't there with me, obviously, but just kind of being like, damn, this was sort of like a huge moment in my life. Like, I sort of just wish, you know, yeah, it's getting a little more back, like through the phone, you know, and I just remember sort of going back to my hotel and being like, you know, and then this tour, like we're out in Vegas, I'm out in Cali and stuff. And my girl was right there next to me, like my girl now. Yeah. Who right there next to me, like chopping it up with everybody, like fitting right in, just falling back. She got the whole set filmed, you know, oh, like that's beautiful. She yeah. stuck with me when they like said, yo, come to more show. Like she could have just gone home. She had shit to do, you know? And it's like, that's kind of what that album was about too. Like, yo, you, you might feel a certain way now and like get that recorded, document it. But like, if you mean what you're saying, you might end up somewhere else. And like, just to have those experiences of the shift of like, damn, what, um, and to have real people support you. Yeah. What are they, you know, they say you're a combination of the five people that you spend the most time with. And that's a real thing when you hang around with people who don't believe in you or, this is talking negatively about yeah. life or about other people or yep. it, it drains you and it makes you feel negative. That's and then it. you, you have to have people who support you, who support themselves, who support like, and that's a, a big, big thing, thing, man. People want like their plan to be emulated by your plan. Like no matter who it is, friends, significant others, like whatever, like if they have a plan for what they think they're doing, they want to know yours. And sometimes like, you know, as artists and like performers yeah. and shit, you're just flying by like, the wind you know you're just kind of like I, I feel like it's right i feel like it's going but you know like i don't know 
You know, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't have a time frame, but like certain small victories sometimes don't come across the same to others. Like until you do it enough. Those affirming moments. Yeah. yeah. It only matters to you because you know how hard it took to work there. And even some of those moments of doubt and like where you, you played it cool on the surface, but deep down you're like, fuck, man. Like once COVID hit, bro, uh, you know, as far as performing goes and getting out, I was like, is this it? Like I could always make music and shit and put mm -hmm. it out and like have enough going where I could do something. But to, to like hop on a plane again and be like, yo, you're performing and like not for just some like local shit, you know? Yeah. I've turned down so many shows, dude. And just like even like bigger acts to open for. Like I've got hit up after a few and I just kind of was like, I don't know, man, I really like the vibe of like what I've done. And even locally, like the shows I did do, it was like really dope artists, like where they're from and in places like Everett and Roxbury and Chelsea and like where culture was very prevalent, you know? And then yeah. there was other opportunities i had were like i don't know man maybe i just didn't like fuck with the vibe as much and it's nothing against like who it is but once you see like the pinnacle of real it's sort of hard to scale it back and even do like more poppy like really pop you know I, i'm not gonna like drop names but there was some like national touring acts that were like oh yeah you can get on for the you know it's all business but i was like i don't know is that even like a crowd i want to like yeah play for they don't love hip-hop like they don't they're not gonna listen to my bars they just want to like turn up and twerk and like what have you you know <laughs> yeah i'm not bringing that like i want people like the one thing about the shows i've done is like yo i'm making eye contact because people are listening to your fucking words and i'm not rapping i'm not gonna rap over my mp3s like that's an epidemic it's yeah a real big epidemic and that makes me feel good about how you feel about it because that's how i feel about this that's what it's like if you're just doing it for you, then other people will start to get on. When you're just doing yeah. it, you might get a quick rise or something come on quick, but you're not going to feel good and the longevity isn't going to be there. Like the authenticity is most important, the energy behind it. It's completely true, man. And that, and that's like the compromise you go through a little bit with yourself. You're sort of like, yeah, this could, you know, do this, but like, how am I going to feel about doing it that way? And you realize like, it's going to be a slower ride. If you stick to your guns and try to, especially like the one thing I'll try to pride myself on the most, like I'm real critical of myself, but the one thing I can say is like, you can't say I tried to sound like anybody. Like people just like, not knowing, I'll be like, oh, it's like Eminem. It's because it's aggressive. But, like, I don't sound like Eminem. Mm -hmm. man. Like my voice doesn't even sound like, there's no way yeah. but maybe like the syncopation or like the approach you're and, white and aggressive that's it, that's <laughs> yeah, it, bro. Like, I mean, and, yeah those are two like main no, factors. I, I, I don't no, even exactly. think your music sounds that much no but like, it's like that's what a lot of, and especially yeah. not like fans of hip-hop are gonna be like well the uh, like with the yeah i get nardwar a lot oh, like, man. Well, i think i think it's like, your like infatuation with like the the content like you, you and really I, and are I respect fanatical that. trust yeah. me it makes but it also oh it's my god like, you think i don't know i don't think I, i'm nardwar-esque like no. i get i'm a doofy white dude who loves nah, rap like that, but right. it's the same thing it's like he's like not even human bro you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. you're, you're just a cool dude yeah, you're a cool dude yeah. like he's he might not even be human i don't even know if he's real <laughs> i do want to talk he's to so nardwar great. oh my god that's a dream bro and the stuff he digs up on people like i think that's the parallel people see with you is just you know a lot you're knowledgeable you don't come in for like your own ego you know i've yeah. watched enough of your interviews now it's like it's dope bro because you're really a fan and I could see it means a lot to the artists too. When when someone's a fan of them, yeah, like they respond different because like, see them in other settings. You know, you said you in the beginning of the Love the Genius episode. She, I could tell she didn't know what to expect. Yeah, and then I asked her a certain <laughs> question. She was, 
oh, this is just going to be a conversation. That's cool. And I was like, that's a perfect pinnacle moment of what I'm trying to go for. It's because like, yeah, I don't have anything prepared. I listened to a lot of your music, like in preparation to oh, this. And thanks, I really man. like, like I didn't even know if you were going to do that. No, shit, you know? and I really like, enjoyed a lot of it. And it. I was, but like, I, I don't prepare anything because I just want to be a human connection that's energy dope. thing. Like, from the second we walked in, we had a good conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. in the hallway. Like you knew comedy. We yeah, it was comedy. Like, yeah. It was dope as shit. That's how I know you're a real I... dude, too. It's like you're in the comedy world because I give you guys the most credit as far as performers go. And this was always my reasoning because people like I could never sing like rap or sing. I'm like, yeah, but guess what? If I fuck up, the beat's still playing like you're with a band like they could just play and you could be like, oh, it's a technical issue. You know, yeah. you guys like forget what's going on. It's fucking dead silence. And you can nail. you could be like joke, joke, punchline, punchline. And then you hit your rhythm, like you're out of your rhythm. Now you're like you, you're in control of the entire tempo. And like, I see that as like so challenging. It happened to me last night. I had ah, a show fuck, in Cranston, bro. Rhode Island, ah. and one of my best friends and one of the funniest people. I would say, like, this is a name to look out for, Brianna Woodward. Ah. I jokingly go how she go is going before me in the lineup mm -hmm. so i jokingly go oh how's it feel to open for me nah. and then she just goes on stage and just murders <sighs> just murders so bad that i and then as she gets off stage and i'm getting on stage she goes good luck following that wow like and that's one of my best friends so it's Yo, and that's funny a pro. But, that's like a pro yeah. move too because it's like you probably made her step up a little exactly. harder than she was 100 like, and go. then I get up on stage and I go to take the microphone out of the stand and the cord breaks. Oh, I know. <laughs> Bro, the cord breaks. And then the whole time it's crackling and I can't tell because of the feedback. And it was one of those humbling moments oh where it's God. like, there's no music. It's just me making a fool of myself up there alone. Dog, when I got on stage in Vegas, like I opened the show. So they kind of were just like, you know, just spinning tracks and stuff, letting it fill, but they let it fill in. Like you're not playing to an empty, yeah, like, yeah. you're kind of almost deep down. You're like, Oh man, who's going to be here? Like, I'm not that upset if no, but like you look out, you're like, Oh, it's yeah, no, it's, I've filled, done, right? no, it's yeah. filled. So I come out, dude, I spit one verse and a hook and it's going like, I, I, like people are fucking with, it. I could tell, like I've done enough where I'm like, if I have, yo, and I just went like that and shook the mic and it just cut out for the second verse. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, and like, I'm looking at the DJs. Like, it's not me. So the, I guess I shook the battery or like the battery died. Something happened. And I'm like, but as I'm walking over to give it, I'm like, is this house going to go down? Like after all this, it's just going to, the mic's going to yeah, cut out. Like, here's my sign, bro. Get the fuck out. But like, I turned to the crowd and I was like, y'all spit it a cappella. Like, don't worry. And then it's like, dudes were like, you know, hard ass dudes were like looking back at me like, yo, spit your shit. Don't worry. And they're like banging their chest. I'm like, all right, cool. I was like, I'm gonna be back in one second. And we came back and smashed it. But like in that moment, I'm like, is this really how it's going to go down? Yeah. You know, like one little technical difficulty. If you're not prepared for that, overcoming like a little adversity, bro, you could just crumble. Oh, and that's the that's where it's it's the opportunity. But can you handle the pressure oh, of yeah. an opportunity? Like you have to nothing's going to go the way you want it to Never. and everything is going to go the way you want it to the second after you're about to give up. Yes, sir. Like That's you, really the true. second you have that decision in your mind, we're like, okay, I could give up and I wouldn't even be mad. Yeah. If you go past that, it, always happens right it's there, really true know? man i think that's like that's how life throws it at you yeah it's like that last little bit of like you know like right even before i went out there out west 
a couple of months ago, like my, my car broke, fucking, I just wasn't like feeling good. You know, just a bunch of stuff came like every, everything kind of gave me a little excuse to be like, I can't afford this. I can't do, you know, I was like, dude, you waited for this. Like you got to go do it. And then the feeling of like being done and after you're like, it, it, that, that just like you did it for whatever. Cause you worth. don't remember the thoughts of not wanting to do it. No, you only remember the thoughts of, Oh, I did that. But you do recognize of like, maybe why that happened as like, like you say, you want this, but like, is the proof in the pudding? Like, are you going to actually see it through when it's tough? Cause everyone can just have everything go good. Yeah. But when it's, you know, when there's a little challenge up, like that's when you really see if this is even worth all your energy that you claimed you wanted to use. It's so, uh, and it's, <laughs> I've been in this, like, and it's everything's going well, like everything's going well with work. Like I, the podcast is doing well. Hell My yeah. comedy's doing well. I'm very happy, but I have this like unfulfillment of like, I'm lazy and everything else. Like I've been gaining a bunch of weight. Like this morning I stay in bed till like 11 watching Netflix and then go smoke. And then it's like, that fulfillment's a real thing too of yeah. like taking care of yourself and that's like the yeah it's it's hard like it's you know when you're operating at that optimal level like mm -hmm. you know i try to say i came up like in boxing and like i've been a trainer for the past like 12 years now. yeah that's I'm why i want Boston. that's why yeah. i bring it up is oh, word, like, yeah because yeah, you no so i really know like when you fall off and you know because it's sort of like when the burden of proof is like my clients or my fighters and stuff, like you feel really guilty about yourself if you're not putting on as hard because how could you ask the most out of other people like if yeah. you're not doing it? So it's like that was even a part of like before. Mm, can you everything. repeat that? Like how could you ask the most out of other people if you're not putting in, you know, your honest mm. end of it? But like I totally understand it from the flip side, like you said, of, you know, because you're traveling a lot. Like that shit is exhausting, bro. And you don't just bounce back. Yeah, that quick. Sometimes like flights and stuff take a lot out of you. But then hard. you're eating unhealthy. You're eating fast yeah, food. It's the yeah. only thing open. And it's like, it's funny. I was like, ew, I don't want to eat a salad from 7-Eleven. And I was like, but I'm eating a McDonald's burger yeah, at 2 a.m. Like, it you tastes know, fucking good and you're hyped yeah. and you had some drinks and like, you know what I mean? You blaze and it's, I get it. Like, that's why I always tried to like level with people too, even just like within boxing and stuff. Cause they thought like, I was like 24 seven, like fucking that like dude i loved you know i recently like chilled on smoking like a lot mm -hmm. but like for 15 years bro, i was on the rigs like bongs for breakfast you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, so, like, yeah. i i they wouldn't know that because i kept it kind of like just separate you know and even like creativity and music and like skateboarding and shit i really just sort of like only presented myself as like this so they'd be like oh but you don't understand what it's like to like want peace i'm like for i fiend for it like mm -hmm. i can't wait for my cheat day i can't wait for those days like but you have a strong will for that uh, yeah for the most part but like i understand what it's like to be like fuck it, man i'll get back at it you yeah. know like i really do especially when you're um you know being like creative but you have to stay up late like sometimes inspiration knocks at weird times and yeah and you're like you're not gonna get a great sleep schedule and then you still got to go up and do your day and do like regular shit so you end up in that compromise of like am i doing the most for like my creative side which sometimes isn't the healthiest or like you're on your health game but then you're so fucking tired from being regimented that like you're not as creative. Well, that's like when I started the podcast and things weren't going so well, I was running a 5K five days a week. That's really good, man. Yeah, that's I was really good. I was a lot thinner than I am now. Like I was like probably 50, 50 or so pounds lighter than I am now. And now like the podcast goes well. But as you, I said, like I'm on the road. So it's like, damn, I can't. It's the idea yeah. to me of running a five, like I don't even know how I did that. I was running 10 <laughs> miles a day. I would bike. 
I would run 10 miles a day and then the next day bike 40 miles on that thing. That's fuck, dude. That's fucking impressive, man. Great. It was and also because I was heartbroken. Like it was because like, I was heartbroken. So yeah, I was like, you I'm know what? Do anything What's for. a better motivator than that, bro? If you got something to think about while you're doing it, no, I look crazy you running because I'm big. Well, I'm saying fuck. you got a big frame, so like running is not easy, man. No. I can see the bike a little more, but like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's taxing on your body too. So don't beat yourself up over that shit. Like, yeah, sometimes, and it's really like it doesn't have to be crazy workouts or crazy amount of times in the gym it's just the consistency of like if you let two weeks slip then you kind of almost have to always start over like unless you're like freakishly like strong and shit. did you have a good routine when you were on the road um the, actually the first few tours like i booked or the first few times even i went to just go do like studio sessions elsewhere like it was purely because of nervous energy like what are you gonna what am i gonna say you can only walk around the neighborhood so much so like i would walk around but then i would just like work out at the hotel and i'd make sure they had a gym like the first show i did opening for benny in atlanta like in 2018 or whatever, like I worked out like a couple hours before I went over for sound check because I was just sitting like watching YouTube, just like stressing, you know, I didn't, wasn't with anybody. Like you're just alone in your thoughts and you're like, dude, is this going to be like the best or worst night of your life? Like it, it's all up in the air. You have no fucking idea what's about to happen. So it was really good to get that out. I remember just going back and like, thank God I did that, you know, because it's like it was always what I resorted to. Because mm, again, know. you don't remember the sitting in the whole YouTube. You remember, yeah. the, oh, I just had a good workout. That was like, it. And it, it releases just that kind of like stress energy. That's like it's built up in your muscles, man. Because like we're supposed to as humans do shit like this stuff didn't exist prior. You know yeah. what I mean? There wasn't no, like you went out and gathered shit and lifted shit and made sure you weren't going to get eaten. And like that's all in our genetics still. So if you just sit around like that's probably what makes more people feel worse than they take into account. And then it kind of snowballs. Because then I'll realize, oh, I just had more energy because I was forcing my body to exert more energy. So then it would create more energy like a fucking crank battery. It's exactly, you know, and it's like your brain's the biggest muscle you have, though. So it's like if you're training your brain to respond a certain way all the time, like you're you're in that mode. But the second you give it that slack to Mm -hmm. like and it's same with like working and just staying consistent with creativity and all that shit. Like if you give it that slack, like I'll take a day off, I'll take it like that could snowball into a lot of days off. Why did you stop smoking um, as much? I, I honestly just like one day I just woke up and didn't want to. And it, it seemed like the, like I didn't smoke a lot. Like, you know, how people just like be blunt after blunt. Mm-hmm. I just smoked often. I'd say mm. so like no matter where I went, if I even just went on like some random trip, like somewhere visit, like we just found me like I, I didn't like outlet. It was just like someone would be like, oh, you want. But I'm like, yeah. <laughs> when I'd be like, oh, I'm going to spend these five days not smoking. So like no time period really passed besides when I fought, like I would take like a month or two off for like training camps and stuff. But besides that, like it was just so embedded in my life. And I also was like highly productive. So I didn't really see like a problem. And I still don't think there was like a huge problem, but a, a bunch of it was definitely like self-medication. And yeah. um, one day I just like kind of started like putting out, you know, through meditation and stuff, like just, you know, maybe just like remove shit I don't need right now to sort of like whatever's next, you know, open it up. And then like a couple of weeks later, I just woke up and like didn't want to smoke till like three. And then the next day it was like, didn't really feel like smoking that much. And then it started to like bug me out when I would smoke where I'd get like, not crazy thoughts, but I was like, oh man, I'm just super anxious right now. Like mm. where that never happened before. Or maybe I was so used to it. And then like, you know, a wall was broken where I was kind of like lying to myself maybe. Yeah. And 
And it was also like, I never really drove until recently. I got a car like a year and a half ago, but I was in the city in Boston, just like taking the team. Wait, you never drove until a year and I, a half ago? I had ago. driven. Oh, like, okay. Like, I got my license, oh, and stuff, right, but right. I didn't have a car. So okay. like, I was doing like straight, Damn, straight city lights. Yeah. Right, yeah, so yeah. it's like trains, Ubers everywhere. And then like, once I started driving too, it was like, I kind of just like bug out driving mm. and like right away. I mean, I was smoking blunts in the whip and like, <laughs> but I was like, I don't know. Like I just rather sort of get to where I need and smoke. And then it started like, it just became less of like a daily thing. And now I really do it just like in sort of celebration or like in times after I got some shit done, mm. you know, and it's cool. It's taken like a different approach, but I'm not the dude who like, even, even if I never smoked again, I would never turn around and be like, I can't believe what people like, dude, I totally get it. It's shit rules. No, 100%. That's just funny that it just kind of, was there things going on in your life that like, you don't have to get personal, like that you were like stressed about so you just stopped smoking or I'd like. I honestly say things were good and that's why. Like mm. it may, like maybe things just started getting good, you know, and it was cool to be able to like go on a trip or two and like have everything I needed to do, but not feel like the priority was like smuggle some bud or like yeah, uh, go get some yeah, you know because you, some yeah, states are right. still in a stone yeah, age with right. that shit <laughs> so you gotta really real. be like careful for real yeah, though like it's it's uh a consideration i can't believe we still have to take like anywhere because it's so not a big because in my mind i really do go through that's so funny it's 4 20 right now oh, i just looked at the clock that's faded bro that's, that's faded. That's that's faded, funny. Faded. That's <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> people listening it really is 4 20 right was, now <laughs> i attest to it that's crazy that's literally crazy <laughs> but um it was meant to happen this conversation <laughs> but i i go through the positives and negatives in my life and think like, does weed like help it or hinder it? Because I feel like you have to do that. Like you yeah. have, like you said, meditation. I that's funny. You meditated it out. Like again, when I was on my real good shit, I was meditating every day. Yeah, I doing yoga every day. And then like now, I'm like, man, am I lazy because I'm smoking weed? But then I was like, I was smoking weed with that stuff, but I'm just lazy. And then the weed perpetuates yeah. the feeling of that laziness. It's a fair comparison though, because like if because some people you know, I'm sure you know, and like I like you would just look at them and be like, yo, you gotta stop smoking because <laughs> yeah. it's just too much. Mm -hmm. Like you know, or like the problems that arise with them, you're I'm like, it could probably be fixed if you just took a little time to just like discipline shit, you know. Mm -hmm. But then there's other people who just stay doing shit. Like you're doing, you're busy, man. Like, but I, in in my mind, I'm a lazy, undisciplined piece of shit. When you nah, said I mean, that's harsh, dog. That's harsh. But it's like, true. I'm like, it's not. But when you were like, sometimes you just gotta like discipline yourself. It's like. Man, I'm so undisciplined, but then other people see me as disciplined. Yeah, it's and like that's, a, dude, they're a reflection of what's real, too. It's like, you ultimately, how you feel is what's the truth, you know? Mm -hmm. But, like, if other people see you a certain way, you're doing something right. Like, I've met so many people over the years that could not believe I smoke. Because I don't really, I kind of stop, I don't not drink, but it's, like, really maybe a couple times a year, like, somebody's yeah. birthday, or, like, one of my friend's fights, you know, or we go to a show or something. But uh, I, I just kind of, like, stopped at, like, 23 just because I was going to go from like New Year's to my birthday in March. And then I made it. And it was no problem because I was going out on the regs like South Boston was dope back then. You know, yeah. it was like kind of the come up in the city. So everything was new to me. And I just realized, like, it's not really for me, like no matter how much I drink, I'm still sort of like in my head. Like, I don't get that. Like, yo, I'm just having fun. And I just kind of like that whole excuse yeah. people. Use. I don't get there. I'm still always just sort of and then I would just smoke before I went out anyway. So. I was like, oh, I'll just blaze. And then that became like my only vice, I'd say. 
And then just like over time, yeah, it was, I just enjoyed like getting through days without feeling like I had to. Mm -hmm. And then when I do, it's just fun. Like when I sit down and write or make music, like it definitely helps sometimes. Yeah. I say writing more than anything. Do you see, cause you said you, the boxing and the skateboarding, do you see yourself like in, like I have the podcast and the podcast is more successful than my stand-up, but in my head, I'm a comedian. Like I know what you're you know, yeah, what I, yeah. like what 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 is your thing? Like? Oh, dude, I'm a skateboarder, like to the core. Like I've been skating since I was 11 years old, man. Like over 20 years now, and it's it has been. But I am the furthest from. Like, if you took anything I did skill wise, I am the furthest from how good somebody at that activity is in skateboarding. But mm -hmm. it's it would be like if I had to define myself by one thing because that shit changed it changes the way you see the entire world, like quite literally, not like metaphorically, like you start to see everything different. And I never turned back from there. So like, had I not done that, like I wasn't super social before then. And I was really like really into sports, like, you know, like sometimes two, three games a day for different sports, like as a young kid. And like, I was kind of on that track to like go to high school for it. And like, mm -hmm. and then it sort of took me out of that. I remember like, I, I broke my hand at like an all-star tournament when like 13 year old all-stars or some shit because the tournament got rained out, but I still went in the like hotel parking lot in South Jersey and skated. And I threw my board down, slid out and I broke my hand under my chest, smacked my head. And like, I just remember coming back to like my coach for the regular season. And he was like, if you just want to ride your skateboard, like just do it. Like, don't worry about it. And he was the first coach besides like some of my soccer coaches. My dad was actually my soccer coach young and he was super cool. There was one day I remember I was out skating with my friends. We had practice that night and I was like, I don't want to go to soccer practice. And he was like, that's all right. And he was really cool <laughs> about cool. it, you know, and he kind of like, saw, cool. yeah. saw it coming. And then like I phased out of soccer for a while and then uh, yeah, quit baseball too. And was just straight like, skateboarding from then and then that got me into so much music because i was um like six seven miles outside new york city where i grew up so we would hop right on like the 190 bus or that we take the path train to hoboken or no the regular train to hoboken path right in the world trade center and you're just in new york so i would be like 13 14 15 years old like in new york every weekend and dude the amount of culture that like skateboarding gave on top of just being out there like quite literally in the streets, you know what I'm saying? Not in yeah. like a hustler sense, but you're around it, you know, where you wouldn't, I would just be in my little town just doing fucking whatever. Yeah. But it's the people are like, what do you do there? I'm like, I skate. I like live, bro. We're just out here. It's dope. I was skating with dudes who were like sometimes like 15 years older than me, but like there was no weirdness ever. You just get exposed to so much shit. And like a big byproduct of that was art and music. Cause you're just, everything's based in art and music and all these videos. I, and like these heroes I had growing up and in the magazines, like they all told you who their favorite artists were and they would pick the song. That was before copyright shit was like a big deal. So you yeah. could flip a VHS, you know, out there and put whatever mm. songs you wanted. Some of those old, like zoo York mixtapes and the Eastern exposure shit and all that. Like, dude, I heard music that I would have never heard of before, like from underground hip hop to classic rock. And it was just, I would have never gotten that otherwise, especially before the internet back then. Like it was really eye-opening and just expanded my mind. So like, that's why I would always say I'm a skater first. Cause it gave me the mentality, like do boxing shit. And cause you go for it, bro. Like you don't care about getting hurt when you're skating. So you, don't go, oh, yeah. When I first started fighting, like when I told a few people I skated, like, Oh, that makes sense. Like, that's why you're just kind of like had like, my like, style has changed over the years. I'm smarter now. And I lose less brain cells when I mix it up. <laughs> but back then, dude, I just had a lot to prove. Like I had a lot of fire in me. A lot of shit had happened before I started fighting. So I was like, had a lot of anger, but yeah, when you're like facing gravity and concrete, bro, 
a, a one single person with gloves on like doesn't seem as as crazy because there's no rules in skating so you're like there's no motive there's no one in your corner or a trainer or a coach like yo go try again it's yeah. just you being like land this shit and then go home that's really it that's no one yeah there's like no goal and it's the most rewarding shit Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Dope Rapper and good homie of mine, Fast Life Wooly out of Philly, Pennsylvania. He actually uh, just dropped his debut project, John the Baptist, which has some dope tracks produced by like Camouflage Monk, Nomsk, some dope artists. Uh, there's 13 tracks on it. Uh, he has visuals from people like New Vegas Films. And uh, it's really just a project worth checking out. Huey P. Art did the album cover, too. Um, you can find it wherever you go to get your music. And you can find out more about Fast Life Wooly at FastLifeWoolyOfficial.com. Let's get back into it. How did it change your view of the world? Like, I, I get I get what you say when you say that, but yeah. I want to hear like your I expert. say like mainly like I, I've never seen a stair set since I was 11 years old that you don't see is like, oh, it's a skate spot or like a little embankment or like a curb cut just out front there. Like the way that curb like I, I would get my boards in my trunk. Oh, no, it's not actually. Fuck. <laughs> but you know, I was just session yeah. that shit like it, it takes so little to turn into like you learn how to make fun out of nothing. But like, mm, but okay, like New York is a whole different level. No, that makes you know? a lot more. That's a good. I've never see. I stopped playing baseball for mm -hmm. a lot of reasons. Yeah, but I didn't like sliding. Like I don't like All pain. Right. Yeah, like yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah. pain. Like you gotta that. know who you are, bro. Exactly. You know what I mean? like, so like, like <laughs> I. That's why like skateboarding so cool to me. But I would never do it because i'm so scared of like getting hurt yeah and trust me i've eaten shit on my bicycle totally like, yeah. fuck it's like inevitable God, like what up but i it's that just being like who cares if you get hurt i'm just gonna have fun yep. with nothing around with nothing it's that's like, it oh okay that's why like you hear like as I said, I'm not a skateboarder, but like I hear like an interview with Tony Hawk. He's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm still just riding around on my skateboard. Dude just it's broke like... his femur at like 55 years old and is already skating again. They're like, that's like a thing. Like people don't do athletic stuff ever again. Stu's already like skating full on, you know, and that's a mentality that's decades. But it's also been really cool because like I've skated for so long now that my heroes like are older now. Mm -hmm. And to see that they're still out there ripping like. That's not what people anticipated. You, know? you still do it all the time. Yeah. As much as I can. Like if I could skate every day, I would skate every day. If I could pick one thing to do, but it's also, it takes a toll on your body. Like, but you could do low impact sessions too. Like I've been lucky. I live by the, um, the Lynch skate park in Boston. That's under, okay, yeah. it's under like the highway. So I just have been able to skate over there. Like for the past, since it opened and it's like, it's a really cool place to go, but just the city of Boston alone, like dude, when I talk about talent, like these kids are so fucking good did you ever try to be like a professional skateboarder i i was hooked up with like not like just getting like discounted product i'd say like the best like half flow it goes kind of like flow is where you get free shit amateur is like you want to be pro one day and then obviously you turn pro and you're like that's your job yeah i was like a quarter flow at okay, one point yeah, you know yeah. he's getting discounted stuff but also like in the van for demos you know like that was one of the biggest best memories of my life was like just going to a demo showing up at a random skate park in like cherry hill with like the sure shot team and they just let me like skate with them you know and i was cool even back i was like 15 kids were like yo are you on the team i'm like no no they're dope but like even you land a few things they're like that's crazy you know it's like you're sort yeah. of these little glimpses like we talked about like living your dreams because all i did was sit and just watch vhs's of like dudes touring and that was a big thing with skating too i was like you could see the world for free like these dudes are out in Barcelona and France and all these places 
maybe not making a ton of money, but they're also not spending a lot of money. And I got that when I was younger. I was like, if somebody puts you up and all you do is just go and just enjoy it with your homies, like who's really winning in society? Like the people who have to do the same fucking thing every day and sit in traffic and do all that, or the dudes who get to like chill for a little and then go somewhere and do what they love and then document it and take all those gems and then put it into something that releases to the public that they're hyped on forever. I mean, there's shit that I watched when I was literally 11 that like still stands out to me as like some of the most iconic video and audio pairing ever. Cause it was just like mind blowing. Yeah. It's like magic. I was just telling my girl the other day, it's like learning to skate is like learning magic. Cause you couldn't, there are no coaches. There's nobody like who hasn't done it, who could teach you. It's like you either learn on your own or it's passed on through little tricks and shit. Mm. And then you're just you all of a sudden doing it. You're like, do you think, cause that's so, that's how I would describe stand up is like, there's talking and then yeah. there's learning how to control a, a, a group of people with yeah. your voice. And that's a very different thing. And no one can teach you that. You just have to go out and learn that. So you like, do you think that's kind of like to master something you just have to do it or like, or do you feel like with boxing and with rap, like, there are certain things that you can be taught. I think um, you have to have tangibles that you're born with for both like rap and boxing for sure. Skating, I've seen the least athletic kids ever be the illest skaters, but can't play sports and vice versa. The most athletic kids I know cannot skate. So it's like there was no- What do you think that's about? Um, Probably like that perception we were talking about, the way you like see it and perceive it and just like instinctual balance maybe and that lack of fear. No, I like, guess that's true because I love skiing. It's funny. I, my yeah. skis were sitting right there. I, I mean, it's not oh, the so you're season. you're not like afraid of it's getting not hurt, the man. Season like, yeah, but you guys are booking. There's something different in my mind about falling on snow yeah, and yeah. falling on pavement. I feel like, you. I, I totally don't see you. as skiing as like scary. Like yeah. I don't do crazy jumps. I like I I'm a good skier though. Yeah. But it's just so funny. Like I don't see that as the same. But thing. the first thing you do isn't just like keep them straight and just bomb the mountain. You know, you learn how to like yeah. control it. Like mm -hmm. the difference with skating is if you're out, like you could still get run over after you fall. You, <laughs> you ever know, what's like, like the worst injury you ever had? Ah, uh, dude. Was it in boxing or in skateboarding? No, boxing, I've never been hurt. Like, um, my nose is all popped over to this side. Like this whole side is over here. Mm -hmm. Um, from the beginning, I just had bad headgear and I was just taking shots, taking shots. Like, and then it just from accumulation, like one day it just popped over and it like I had like a hematoma in my nose. So I had had to go get it like cut oh, and drained and shit, shit. Yeah. so when i'm like all done with ever like even just training and stuff i'll probably get it fixed but like for now that shit's expensive so like i can't but besides that i only i tore my tricep and like broke my hands but like no one hurt me boxing ever mm -hmm. like i've never i probably I like how you said that no one hurt me no, you're never, like i never. fucked, I one, fucked some dudes it's up. one point of pride like not even saying that it's just nobody <laughs> nah, nah, ever nah. made me stop around like sparring or in a fight i've never not finished the clock round you know and yeah like, so that's a point of pride, but skating, I've, you know, I've broken both my feet, sprained both my ankles, you know, folded my hand under me, broke my wrist, fucking, I mean, like, I'd say probably my worst injuries were I tore my um, hamstring sprinting, like kind of training in the hot, like that hurt the most for the longest. Cause it was like, it balled up into like 
where like the top of your hamstring meets like your ass almost. So yeah. it was like full tear, dude. I, I just remember like, your hamstring's the lo- hardest. It's the it takes so the longest to heal. It was so fucking dumb of me too because it was so hot out and I was so dehydrated. And I was like, just one more. You know that's because sometimes you're that hard nose mentality works so against you and you're like one more sprint and that uh, one that, sprint oh, I just dude it was oh, like up in yeah. my like I just my stomach was like out for. I remember we went to a concert like a couple weeks later and I was still like limping. It was just like horrible. That was like a long running pain. Uh, the wrist was really bad. I broke that snowboarding. Um, skate injuries, like sometimes it's just like your elbow swollen for so long because it's just like I have trouble with certain like grip strength exercises and stuff because I've broken my hands between boxing and skating so many times or like not like I went to the hospital for a lot of I had so many x-rays by the time I was like 16. And I was like, this can't be good for like my body. So I kind of just stopped getting them unless they were like really necessary. Yeah. So it's just like little things I would like self-diagnose, like my fingers all crooked and shit just broke like little nicks and knacks, but like it's enough, you know, it took me out for a while. So yeah, I'd probably say the hamstring was the worst, but that was just from running skating. Probably my hand swelled. That was really bad. It swelled up pretty bad. And then ankle stuff is like awful. I started high school on crutches. Like first freshman day, you know, like you're already wow. a freshman, you know, whatever. I come with my fucking. I started high hair. school with frosted tips. There you go, bro. I was gonna say, Which I, one's more embarrassing? Comment, comment yeah, below. Yeah. <laughs> I had like I had like four year old mom hair. I had like long hair, but it wasn't like cool long. So I was on crutches and just like fucking. I used to have it. platinum blonde, like wavy hair, <laughs> and so when I went to high school, I was like, I kind of want to dye my hair blonde again. Yeah. And the woman gave me frosted oh my tips, God, bro. and I've never fucked with my hair since <laughs> you might have had a harder time than me on the crutches though i remember throwing the crutches to the side though and being like i'm just gonna walk this out oh, like yeah. i just walked it out real slow but people were like fuck's up with this kid you know yeah. yeah it was a tough go i was skating in jersey city like the day before school started i went to switch ollie this stair set so it's like basically like going backwards mm-hmm. but you do the same trick and, and i just like it was only like a four or five set, but I just like landed with my foot completely. Oh, like that. And I was like, I'm good. Nope. I'm good. You just walk it out. Yeah, and then no. like, by the time you get home and take off your shoe, you're like, not good. Not nope. good. Yeah. No. But we, of course, you know, we were vets. So I already had crutches at the crib. So I knew the deal, bro. I knew the deal. So it's, um, yeah, just a lot of like a lot of injuries from a lot. I have not picked like low impact shit. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And and I probably have gone a little too hard in training or like I wouldn't call skating like training. You're just skating. But shit happens. Man. You, know, you can hit a little rock on the ground and sometimes you fall so much harder when you don't expect it because you're just like in your world, like listening to music or just cruising and like yeah. you hit a little pebble, bro. You could get tossed. Now, all of a sudden you landed on your knee. You're like, fuck. Every step you take kind of reminds you. Oh, it's yeah. just like... <laughs> But you get used to it because it's like, I couldn't imagine anything else. Like, I wouldn't want to go a long amount of time without feeling a little pain. Not because I'm like a masochist, but because like a little bit, you're alive. It reminds you like you're alive because there's nothing better than healing. Like when you heal, like whether it's like spiritually or like physically, you're fucking good, bro. Like you, you come full circle and you it gives you an appreciation of like your ability to do things. There's mm-hmm. days where it's like beautiful out and I'm like, I'm torn between like staying inside and full on smoking and just doing music or like, yo, go skate for a little. And I swear to God, man, without fail, like most of the time I'll pop out and I'm like right in Boston, someone will come by in like a wheelchair or something like that. And I always saw it as like a signifier and like a sign of that could yeah. be you, man. Like you weren't going to go just like use your able body, mm-hmm. you know, today, like you were like, oh, depression or like whatever, like 
you know, so I see the same as physical. It's like a physical manifestation of it. You're kind of like, damn, man, I will always get better. Like our bodies yeah. are built to heal and it's pretty cool when you go through it. It's not cool to get hurt. I don't like encourage it. But that feeling like being alive and then bouncing back and then like getting back at what you love after you're hurt, there's something crazy to that. And like some people don't even experience it ever. And like, yeah. And it's, it's for people. Do you know who Fuego Bass is? Yeah. Yeah. I actually watched your, your thing. Oh, that, he's, yeah, it was cool, man. Yeah. He's a cool, but the breaking his, both his legs yeah. and finding rap that way is like, it, it's true. And that I, I, I think about that and like through the, the like the darkest times you can find like the yeah. shit that like really helps you like because sometimes you're like oh dude that was a freak accident or like that this happened crazy you roll your ankle whatever and you're like laid up like that there's something crazy where you like break your legs you're kind of just like guys oh, it had to happen for a reason i got in a really bad hockey accident when i was uh 17 16 17 i got a level five out of five concussion holy shit and um I had to take medical leave from school. I couldn't listen to music. I couldn't go outside. All I did was listen to stand up and podcasts. Yep. And that's how, that's when I start. I had never listened to a podcast before that moment. Damn. I had listened to stand up before. Yeah. Never listened to a podcast. I didn't get that stand up said podcast. I realized that in that moment. And now, how many years ago was that? Eight years? Yeah. I mean, they were still relatively Eight new year- at that time, too. Yeah. Like podcasts like, in general. Eight years later, now to be doing this yep. is like crazy. That was one of like, I could have been fucked forever, you know? And that's like, the thing too. Like, bro, you took that hit to have that time, but it also, you weren't fucked forever. Exactly. So there's yeah. that fine line of like, all right, we gave you this to see this, but also you're going to get back to it and use your brain. You're clearly using your brain. Like yeah. it works, man. CTE is real. For uh, real. Like <laughs> it was a big deterrent for me, you know, not being like, are I'm you worried about profession. that? Honestly, I think I would have like felt the effects and I do credit weed. Like there was some like I was definitely walking around with concussions, especially when I first started, like my head movement wasn't sound. My defense wasn't good. And I was too aggressive. Like you start running into shit that you wouldn't get hit with. But I do like distinctly remember, I mean, dude, I would leave the gym like and like walk to the fucking buzz and like moving my eyebrows, like would just hurt my forehead, like constant, just sort of like pumping fear not like yeah. pounding but it's like like but i would go home and smoke and be like i'm good like because <laughs> it, it is an anti-inflammatory and yeah. they have like done studies that kind of show yeah. it's like it's good for your brain no i don't mean to laugh like, i know I no, totally, I mean, yeah. yeah it's like but i'm saying like thank god you know me i wonder if i didn't do that and i just drank or just did other shit like maybe it wouldn't have been good but yeah like, i feel like it was healing in those times and then i started like obviously learning how to not get hit as much so mm-hmm. it's like that's a big thing too but yeah, obviously like my mom was like super concerned about that, you know, and just like you do a lot of work and other things and all of a sudden it only takes one. I mean, it only takes one. Like, you know, it can, it could be different forever. So it's like, that's why just all my respect goes to fighters who fully dedicate their lives to it. Cause it's, I encourage people like, if I'm going to help you, that's what's up. If you want to do this, you have to really, really like, there's no one foot in and out type deal. Like this has to be you're everything because one like little slip up or just not taking it, you know, as serious as it needs to be Cause Like it's not like other sports. Is it hard to have everything? Cause I feel like that's like music and how you said skating too. Is that, or do you like having like, well, skating's just like, 
Like I've had, like, I've had a fight where it was like televised, you know, it was like at the gym where we trade was like a big event for like a show and shit. I lost a split decision, which I did not fucking lose. I don't give a shit. I won that. But anyway, I beat myself up over it. I rocked my locker after it punched. It broke my hand, went home, ordered a pizza. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not just going to sit here. And I grabbed my skateboard and just went out and skated. Same night as the fight. Like, you know, you do the whole training. Yeah. And like that to me is what skating is. It's always there. It doesn't like when you do music and stuff, you're going to have ups and downs because you're like, they're like your children. You know what I mean? You go back and forth with each song, all that shit. But skating is like, it just has like these open, these open arms and you're just, it's always there for you. So like, I don't see it as like, it doesn't fit into the competitive or the mm -hmm. like have to do type deal. It's just how you see the world. It, it, and it's just something to always do. That's like non-judgmental. Like I could not skate for five years and still go back and like be welcomed with people at the party. You know, it's different where like you fall off in music, you don't box for a while. You're going to feel the fucking difference, like in a lot of ways. Yeah. So it's like, it was always like the great balancer, but there's a lot of times I couldn't skate because I was in a training camp or like didn't want to get hurt. Cause like, say I broke my foot or something. I wasn't making money as a trainer then. Cause I can't fucking move, you know, yeah, totally. I didn't have a car. So I'd have to walk to the bus. <laughs> so like, yeah, I've limped it out a few times, but luckily like I was able to skate and never get hurt and prevent myself from doing shit. But to not like be in competitive fighting or have all that now is like dope. Cause then I can just go for it. And like, yeah. yeah. When's your? I can't believe we did an hour already. Oh shit, man! It was wild. I was, I was like stressed, like going like a half hour. Like, oh, yeah, no, this, no, sucks, <laughs> this was a dope conversation. No, I'm really man, happy man. we had you like came over and I we agree. got to yeah, like yeah, meet and have dope, this. Man. So when is your next like release? You know, Yo, so I actually I feel... meant to play it for you before. I was oh. supposed to. I was supposed to have a like a mastered mix for this new song oh, okay. um, like today. But I have the demo. I'll play it for you oh, after. Awesome. But it's um, it's actually this producer Humbeats, who's uh, like a pretty big in Boston. But he's worked with like he's produced for Dave East and Millie's oh, and Styles P dope. and like some really dope artists. Oh, so dope it's kind of like I'm turning a corner now. Like a lot of shit I have out now, I put it out purely just like like that small circle full circle album mm -hmm. that shit was recorded in like 2014 till like 2016 wow. and i only recorded uh released it like a year ago so i just did re-releases when i got when i finally had ownership of like my spotify mm -hmm. and distribution just to be like yo i want to hear your first takes like a lot of people bury their old shit but yeah that song tired eyes on there is literally the first time i ever went to a studio first take like that's the take well I, I i'm gonna out. go back and yeah. listen to that now yeah, i that wrote the late. song um my boys who put me on like shout out to uh the dead poets like boston legends but yeah he kind of my man paolo and his brother amos were like absolute mentors for me and like without them i wouldn't have had beats to start wouldn't have known where to go for the studio like they were so encouraging bro and they would have me on week after week like just coming over to their apartment and just we would just spit and they would just let me be free, like not judging. And I'd be like, yo, I wrote this, I wrote this. And like the flows were crazy, but like the delivery needed, you know, I would just work on it, work on it. Yeah. And then like a year later, he was like, you're ready for the stew. And like, that was the first, so that whole oh, summer. Oh, that's cool that it was like, you're, now it's your time. Yep. Like, oh, because you don't want to waste your money. Like that was a big thing. You don't want to go there and just fuck around. Cause dudes go there and try to like half-ass takes. Like, dude, you're wasting your money. You're wasting the engineer's time. Like you got to come correct. So my whole thing before I started recording at home was I never went to the studio unless I had it memorized. I never read my lyrics because the performance is different. It's like you, I could, I would just close my eyes and just go. Cause it, that's the realest version of what I did where like, it's hard to kind of keep your phone angled and read. Like I didn't like that. I felt inauthentic. So like I really prepared over that first year to just even go to the studio. And I took it real serious. So like, that project, man, I, I produced all the beats on it except for like two of them. Wow. So, and that was just out of necessity. Like I got a little MPC at, at um, 
like a 16 fucking button one and just started fucking around and just like not for anyone else i wasn't selling the beats i was like i need material to rap because i can't i'm addicted to this shit like mm-hmm. it became like a physical like compulsive addiction like i worked at the gym all day i had clients i would run classes there was a time i was like teaching like 16 classes a week like conditioning classes technique training fighters training myself but I would wake up early enough every day and like, I would have to like, it started like I'd spit for an hour, all my material. And then the more I wrote, it'd be like, okay, you got to spit for two hours straight. And I would just, it would just be song, 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 just off the top of my head until it was like, just like robotic almost. And then that's why like, I was able to knock out so much material quick, but like, you, you know, like you progress too. And like, sometimes you don't like the way you sound or you would write written it different, but I was like, you know, I'm putting that all that aside. I know I can keep writing enough stuff where I'm going to put out everything that I had. So there's that. And then there's the Communication Crisis album. Um, My man Chuck Kennedy produced that. And that was in 2018. We did like an actual like album release where I had like a a box social type like album. It was so, dude, mad people turned up That's for me. Awesome. And like, I just, I played the album for the first hour and then I performed all the old songs after. Oh, like, that's with my man playing stuff. guitar and like, dude, it was really like, so much love that night and that really showed me i looked around the room and i was like seven years ago like before like i didn't know anyone in this room except for two of my homies that came up from jersey and there was a room filled with people at self-made designs in quincy of like people who just fucked with me just like on if even if they didn't like my music which i, I guess they did they're there and they rocked with it but like they they believed in me because of yeah, other shit. They're they supporting met me you. They, they know like, oh, if he did this and this, and he's not front, like, we're going to come out. And I, dude, I had it so we could blaze inside. So everyone was like smoked out. Um, I had them like, uh, shout out Mass Exotics, bro. They were like dispensing weed. Like, oh, that's the, yeah. awesome. I had it really, I really like threw down to make sure everyone who supported me to that point, that was almost like my thank you to everybody. And then right after that is when I started up with Loki. And then a year later is when, you know, I did the first Benny show. It was the Tana Talk 3 tour. In Atlanta was the first one I popped in. And then they had me back for the plugs I met tour I did in DC and then COVID and then Tanazog 4 did uh, Vegas in Orange County. So, like, you know, the progression is real from being like, yo, can I even like go to the studio? To, yeah, like, that's why. In front of like, you know, theaters or whatever. And like by that, by the set in Orange County, man, I walked out and I just said, what up? And people went nuts, not because of me but because they're hyped to see somebody perform and the burden of proof, not, not, not even to mean to be a play on words with Benny shit, but like <laughs> literally the burden of proof is like, you're on stage for them. That's it. Like I get the benefit of the doubt right away. And like, I yeah, get like, you're walking out white there, as shit, yeah. you know, but even they go, Ayo, Ayo Winfo. And like, everyone's like, Ayo. And they think that I'm like that. I was Ayo Winfo before, you know, West was starting. Well, maybe not before you was starting all the songs, before everyone knew, like, you know, yeah. this was like years. I've had the URLs. So <laughs> it was always my like Instagram handle. It started as info. And then there was some other cat in like Kentucky or something who went by info. Mm. So I just sort of took the AO thing and added it. And like a couple people like who I was working with I was like, oh, go with that. You know, yeah. so some people think it's just AO. Like they even announced me for the shows as I'm like, it's AO info, but you know, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. just remember the voice in the face. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? It don't even matter. Just know what to look up. But that feeling of like going from, and that was the same week as my album release a couple of years prior. So my friend Lini, she found it in her like um, memories in the story on Instagram. And she's like, tagged me. Oh, and she goes, the glow up's real. And it's me and like self-made designs with like the crowd around me. And it was the same week as like being out there, like doing like crazy. legit shows. And it shows you were doing the right thing. Something, man. And it's all, I just want to shout out B Burton too. The, like, cause he's the one who really, I, um, I had hit him up 
right after that album release around that time. And I was like, okay, because I saw he was making, he was doing their tour management. He was like a big part of like moving their merch for them. Like yeah. the dude, you mm-hmm. know? So I was like, this guy knows business. Like, and he was offering like a quick consultation. So like I popped in and was just like, yo, what do you think of my website? And he had some really good feedback. And I was like, all right, what's it going to be like work with you? He's like, it's this, you know? So I was like, I don't have that right now, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to get back to you. I ran, I'm sure he hears that a lot. I was like, I will. Almost a year to the day I hit him up and he said he was like out at Coachella and just kind of like waking up from like crazy, you know, whatever. And like, just, just all the travel they were doing. He's like, I remember this kid. All right, what's good. (laughs) And I was like, yo, I'm ready. Like I got the first month, like ready, let's do this. And like, just through consulting, like not, he didn't do anything for me, you know, just stay on the track. And I had had one dude who tried to sign me like right before it, who he actually, um, he claimed it and I was like, all right. But then he proved it that he actually signed MGK like oh, wow. way back in the day. He came across it. It was like a weird encounter, but he found my shit and he really wanted to sign me. And like he had the contract written down. Like I was really I had like my friend who's a lawyer, like look at it. Like I was really close to doing it, man. That would have been a horrible decision. But at the time he was willing to like buy all those exclusive beats I was trying to get, like put me on a plane to go record. And but you would have been fucked in the end. He would have uh, at least half ownership of everything I've done to this point, you know. So regardless of what I do from here on out in perpetuity, he would have like access yeah. to it, you know. Plus, I would have had to like whatever. But the point was like. I kind of like went against that. I was like, is this a bad decision, you know, or whatever. And then doing the consultation with uh, B Burton was just sort of like, he was just, he kind of helped me get through and my life was changing. You know what I mean? I was going through like personal changes and just sort of stuff that like, it led me right up to like when kind of when COVID started and I was like, I'm going to fall back and just try to run this on my own. But like, we always stayed in touch and like, I made sure to hit him up when these other tours came through and be like, bro, don't ever fucking think that like, I don't know who put me in position to even like be able to do this shit or know what to do. Shout like, out to Burton. Yeah, yeah, he's a good he's a man. Dude. Like anyone who's looking for that type of help. I mean, he's a busy man now and shit, but like anyone who really, even have a quick like conversation just to get you on a path. That's like, if you're watching people, you know, all of a sudden merch goes from like $20 t-shirts to like this. And that you're like, well, how are they scaling like this? It was so quick. And then Weston Conway were everywhere. And then they like the way they slid Benny into like the next projects to sort like, I saw the method and I was like, I would love to do something like that with my friends, but at least someone has to start it, you know, yeah. you got to architect it. So I was just like, all right, what is like the best route for me to do this? Not for me to get beats like that and try to make like, you know, some different type of music that I'm making or change my image or anything. But he, he encouraged me to lean into like being a skater and like being a fighter. Cause all I was, was like, I wanted to like reinvent myself and be like, I'm a fucking rapper now. Mm. And he was like, bro, everything else makes you that. Yeah. Be yourself. Lean into that. Like that's going to be your strongest thing. And like, if nothing else, it just made me feel confident to make what I wanted and be myself when I show up places. So like, dude, all my respect and appreciation for that. Cause it's yeah, like, it was pivotal. It that's was awesome. Pivotal. Cause he is such a good guy. Shout out him and shout out Jake too. Yeah. Jake's a fucking man as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like to see where the, I met Jake, you know, at that first show in Atlanta, like I remember texting when I got down, I didn't even know who he was, but he's like, he's the man, you know, like Jake, like just Jake mm-hmm. does his shit. And like to see where they're at now, just like that quick, like, I wouldn't call it a glow up or anything. It's fucking hard ass work. Like these dudes yeah, don't take 10 up. years to be an overnight success. Yeah. Like everyone say, loves yeah. the artists and everything, but they don't show up without everyone doing everything in between that gets them there, making sure it's the right venue, making sure tickets move, making sure like it's promoted properly, making sure they get on like podcasts and just get the name out and keep expanding and not yeah. like resting on the laurels, you know? And I, 
it's just really admirable, man. And to like even be around it. That's why like the post I did with Benny in the picture, like Jake said to go, you know, like go take, cause I had met Benny real quick in passing like the first show. I never was one to like, mm -hmm. cause I seen dudes on these shows that were in the audience that like met me, you know, like they're talking and then they're like, they do the, they pay for the VIP meet and greet, take a picture and then post it and are like, yo, fucking with the movement. You know what I mean? They see the vision and acting like they're building or something. Yeah. I'm like, I was on the show and I'm not even like bothering these dude, dudes. I like, feel that. Oh my, fuck? like I'm on a Conway track. I, he's been on the podcast on this tour. I probably, sh I shook his hand every it's show, but so, I wasn't uh, like yeah. talking to it. Like that's why I, you're there, everyone though, needs the, their space. That's like, why you're there. Yeah. You know, cause everyone's trying to get something. So like, I felt even weird, like, posting a picture with him and I just had to make it like I tried to make the caption clear like bro all I ever wanted to do in life and this is from the skaters I met to the fighters I've met to everything was meet people who inspire me and thank them and that's the first shit I did I just walked up you know and everyone's doing that I was like yo man I just want like I like really grabbed it and looked him in the eye I was like I really want to just thank you for like being an inspiration I really mean it and he he like took it to heart like I could tell he like meant it you know he asked me he's like where you from yeah. and I was like bro honestly I opened for you tonight he's like what <laughs> and it's the whole BSFs in there it's like the you know fucking green room after and they're all kind of looking at me and I was I wasn't like yeah kill, you know and I was like yeah I was actually on the tenant talk three so I did one of the shows I did one there and it was just cool to be able to tell him without being like yo take me on the show like Jesus. I was just like like Jake took the picture you know what I mean so it's like I'm in there but I didn't hang around. I didn't try. I was just like, I was like, honestly, bro, thank you. Like, I really like, because it is an inspiration to see where they came from and yeah. to do it on their own and not have to like sell out and be a different person is as inspirational as it gets to me. And then to see it, it really is. And that shows true dedication. You yeah. can be 40 years old, like Khan or 38, like Benny or whatever ages Hell they yeah. are. You can, and just the grind does pay off if you continue on it. Like, and it's dope to see like even the little things. I noticed this shit. Cause like fighting and stuff, like the change in people's body language and the way, like, it's just, it's not like there was anything wrong with it, but, but it's like, just like, yo, the you, confidence. you become yeah. like a super, you go from a star to like a superstar to like from a, king to a God, because in the minds of your fans and like the, what they've created, they're not my fans, but dude, I can still appreciate it and see it from both sides. I've been in the audience and I've been on stage. Shit's fucking unbelievable. Like, yeah. and so many people compromise themselves in this game rap, especially that you can completely pretend to be something you're not 24 seven and really fool people. Like, I'm not throwing out any names or whatever, but bro, a lot of people's social media is like, Cap it's is all bodied, yeah. bro. It's yeah. all bodied. Like, I'd rather have what I have and just, I don't even fuck with people. I've never been like a throw emoji flames on shit. I don't, if I fuck with it, I fuck with it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Unless somebody's energy changes, if I support something, I'll support them forever. I really don't forget that type of shit, but people's energies change when you're done collabing or you're done helping them. What it's all show. about. The, yeah. yeah. So it's like, I'd rather do it the way I meant and like have all these little lanes as opposed to like, you know, trying to look like I'm a certain way mm. and sort of playing off other people's success. Like that's not it, man. No, it's you just, have to like be I said, yourself. It's an opportunity. That's, yeah. Cause not, I think a lot of people, a lot of people see me and they're like, why the fuck do they all like, like, why do they do that? Like, and that's because it's I'm I'm not trying to be anyone other yeah, than and it doesn't matter yeah, who, you, who but it fuck. is a, like I, I don't give a fuck because yeah. I wouldn't do, but it is funny it's like just be yourself totally like, bro people can tell when you're not being yourself even if you to yourself don't even know you're not being yourself I'm like oh you're a fucking poser you yep, don't even know you're yep. posing like that's the biggest <laughs> difference I noticed to myself this time around was this was the first time I talked to crowds and stuff in between the songs. 
And like, there's no, I never put an affect on my voice. I never tried to act anything. Cause like my life has been my life, man. I yeah. like shit's been like tough in certain instances. I don't have to act a certain way, but it, of course, like appearance wise and stuff, you sort of like, people are going to be like, what's the deal here? Totally. You know, but like, I was able to like, before that song I'm going to show you, it's called Deja Vu. So it's sort of like the hooks, like, it's like, I did this already. It's like, I lived this already and like, dude, it bounces. So it was so cool to perform that shit. But right before it, I just thanked the crowd for being like, yo, you guys helped me make this happen. And like, thank you for even giving me the littlest ounce of like energy and love. But like, at the same time, like I saw this already, I knew yeah. I was going to be here. So like, let's finish this shit together, you know? And like, there was times I was talking and I had to like, you could check the posts on that. Like I put them up because I don't want people to think I'm just playing to a dead room. Mm. Like I would be talking and then they just wouldn't stop like cheering and shit. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck. And that's not like I'm doing like the hardest bars or like, I'm not saying it's from anything besides I came out and bring the fucking energy, bro. It's from like when the bell rings in the first round, like I did not fucking feel shit out. Like I'm bringing the fucking energy because you only have so many chances. Yeah. And I know what it's like to think you don't have a second chance. So like, I'm not going to let that shit slip, bro. Like that last show I did, I didn't eat. We talked, we caught two fucking flights to that, like just barely made it for sound. I was dying. But the second they're like, yo, to the stage, you have to be Get ready for that opportunity. Out, game face and yeah. be like, yo, and, and they responded because I didn't come out all lethargic. And I think some rappers and, you know, performers in general, like they get too fucked up. They're too like, it, it, just the energy is a big deal, bro. If you're like kind of like forgetting your lines, you're using the MP3 as a backer. You're like sort of just like too cool for school almost. Like they don't, you know, not. it doesn't matter what the crowd is. They want to be entertained and know that you're having fun and care. Yeah. And if you look like you're kind of past it already, especially if you're a fucking opener, like they can tell, show, yeah, bro. I'm not happy till it's an arena for me. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? So like, I'm going to give them everything I had till my like, fucking vocal cords bleed. And like, really, they felt like they would. But I'm glad because you leave and I'm sweating and I'm like, yo, you gave it your all. Just like if you lose, you, you go down swinging. It doesn't matter. But if you kind of like there was, you know, when you put in the proper there was performances, amount of work, I did yeah. where I know I was in my head more. I was like, kind of thought I fucked up a line. So I'm like, oh, they know they know. And I'm like, I'm spitting. I hitting everything. Everything's fine. I watch it back. But like in my head, I didn't enjoy those minutes. And like I was it came a point where I was like, am I going to get that back? So when I did, this was the first time like certain lines made me like I just closed my eyes and like meant it. Like I grew, that was the best advice I got. My little brother, he actually does all my artwork. So all the digital art that's good, I do the ones that are bad, but the ones that are good, he does them. He's an ill artist, oh, but he cool. is a fucking sick rapper. And like, he hasn't rapped in a long time, but I'd say he's one of the best rappers I've ever seen live. Really, wow. really, really was. And I mean that, but his best advice when I started this, cause like, it was kind of like, at first we were going to sort of do it together and like, He's cooler than this, though. So I got to say, like, he's the man. He's the fucking coolest kid I know. He, he didn't even have a phone for a few years. You know, that, <laughs> yeah, that's how much of an artist he is. But he told me, he's like, don't even bother doing this if you don't mean it. He goes, every word you better mean. He's like, because everyone will know. So don't even do it if you don't mean it. You have to mean it. And like, just uh, it just echoes in my head like that. A few things my man Paolo's told me, you know, like there haven't been a lot of people that have helped me in this game. That's why I'm so I give so much love to the people that have because there's so few and far between that, you know, when it's genuine. Yeah. People helped you in the short term, but then you see what the real score is, you know, so the people who stick around are like hit you up and you hear back from when years pass, you're like, damn, good looks, you know, yeah. or some people that don't even have to do with music, but are just like motivators. Like my man, Noah, um, he used to be like Robert Downey Jr.'s like image consultant or some <laughs> shit, but he's like one of the only other podcasts I ever did. He has this uh, podcast called the no fronts, but I started working with it him. Called? No fronts podcast, but, um, 
B Burton actually recommended him to like kind of start helping me with our marketing and shit. And like we were going into it, then COVID hit. It was yeah. like a week, the week of. But instead of like, because I'm not big on social media anyway. So no matter what he told me, he's right. But I'm like, I'm just not going to do that, man. <laughs> but he started to understand that about me. And we became honestly like I never even met him in person. But I feel like he's like a brother. I and this, th- yeah. this dude would hit me up like at times. He'd be like, have you been writing? He's like, don't you ever fucking give up. And I'm saying like we haven't heard from him in a while. And yeah. he's like, don't you fucking give up. So like when I was in Cali, he hit me up. He's like, you came to L.A. and you didn't hit- tell me. I was like, bro, I just didn't, I didn't know if you were like busy. I didn't even know if I was going to make it, you know? And he's like, bro, I would have gone like wherever, you know? And to know that even after that time, like difference, like he hit me up today, you know, know, I'm coming here, but like, I'm hyped to, you know, send him this one. Cause we did a podcast like over the phone at like the peak of COVID, you know? Cause he just wanted to like promote, like he would take these big pages he had and just throw them out to people, just me. And people are probably like, what is this? You know, wh- why are you pushing this kid? But like, he didn't care, you know, and that's the shit to me. That means a lot. That's like, beautiful. I'm man. the same way. If I fuck with somebody and they prove that it's worth supporting, I don't care what other people think about it. But when people do it for you, I mean, I know, you know that now. It's 100%. Like, it's all like, over. Yeah. That's why I like. Yeah. Yeah, man. Thank you for doing this. This was awesome. Oh, I really, man. Me, man, this is fucking, this I don't know. That was a weird, I, I didn't know yeah, if we're going for a dab or a handshake. No I, fucked I feel it like up. it was somewhere in the middle. Was right. <laughs> but no, thank Appreciate you. This was that, awesome. This, this was a dope, dope conversation. Hell yeah. Where can people find you? So, um, Instagram at AO underscore info. Um, all my links and everything are AOinfo.com. So AYOINFO.com. It's got like links to all this, um, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, everything. It's got some clips of each song. You know, I got a lot of like singles out there. Yeah. So two projects from just, you know, just keep in mind, those are like my first shit, but I'm standing by it. And uh, I'm really just going to try to get into more like regular releasing of singles. And then, you know, I got this new single on the way with Humbeats, get that album out there. And then, uh, you know, move more into production too. And like take it front to back, like production, writing, recording, engineering. I want to do it all. That's dope as hell, man. I can't wait so, to hear it. And I, I, I really did enjoy the music that I was listening to. And awesome, I can't wait man. to hear the, the song you're going to play for me oh, and yeah. that album. You're going to do it. I appreciate it a lot. Of course, and you stay so. on your grind, man. You're an inspiration. Like, just know it. Like, you, you got years ahead of you. Like, you're you're fucking in the right lane right now. And you Thank got a couple of minutes. So you should feel good about that, man. That Keep means a lot. Fuck up. There we go. That yeah, was better no. than the handshake. Yeah. <laughs> Peace <laughs> out, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>